Hello and welcome to our podcast at Get Legally Speaking. Our legal conversation today will be on bullying and this is our special episode for Anti-Bullying Week. I am joined by Barrister Emma Waldron from Three Paper Buildings Chambers in London. Emma specialises in education law and she is regularly instructed to appear in the High Court and Upper and First Tier Tribunals. Emma's expertise includes working on cases with complex issues and she has a strong knowledge in representing matters involving individuals' special educational needs and those that have an intense, sensitive nature. Emma has proven to have a second-to-none ability of understanding of her clients and this challenging area of law and she is recognised as a leading individual in her field and is listed in Chambers and Partners and the Legal 500. Hello Emma, it's lovely to see you again. Hi, Hattie. Thank you so much for having me back. It's a real um, privilege and I'm just delighted to be here with you today. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we're obviously this is a special episode for our anti-bullying week this week uh, from November the 16th, 2022, November the 20th. Um, And I have to say, having done some research on this area more extensively than what we naturally know as just human beings plodding along in life, I was utterly, utterly shocked to read some of the statistics. Um, And one of those is that 62% of children have said that they have been bullied by a classmate and 37% say they've been bullied by somebody in their school that they don't really know that well, but they are in their school. I mean, that's that's a big number. That's over half of children, you know, say, look, I've been bullied. And then There's a survey that I looked at by um, a company called the Aggregate Industries and it stated Mm. some really shocking stuff. I mean, the UK is the fourth worst affected country for bullying out of 34 countries that they surveyed. And I thought... It's shocking, isn't it? I mean, we like being at the top, but the fourth for for bullying is not a great gig at all. No, it's really, really shocking statistics. It is. And and then even more shockingly, you know, you hear, they, they claim that 65% of LGBT young people experience homophobic bullying in school. I mean, that's just so sad, isn't it? It's just, it's wrong, it's sad, it's, it's horrid to even read, you know, as a statistic. Yeah. Uh, and I'd like to say that it comes as a surprise, but I'm not sure it does, because even if we cast our minds back, Hattie, to when you and I were in school, we all knew someone. If it wasn't us ourselves being bullied, we all knew somebody that had. That's um, very true. And, and the fact that the situation hasn't really changed is is um, quite really quite depressing. I think the situation has changed, though, in as much as how bullying is taking place. Um, I think is um, quite different to perhaps what you and I were used to um, back when we were at school, because uh, it's not just now limited to name calling and teasing and uh, people being beaten up on the playground. There's the whole cyber element to bullying now, which you and I never had. (laughs) Do you know, I actually don't know how I would have coped, really, as a young child, a young, you know, 13, a 14, a 15 year old, even 10 year olds and 11 year olds with my nephews, 10 years old, he's got an iPhone, you know, with mm. access to all of this Snapchat and all the online stuff. I don't know how I would have coped if that was thrown into my mix when I was a child. I mean, I, I was fortunate I wasn't bullied at school, but I, I did see bullying take place. Um, I actually, unfortunately, 
had an altercation with a bully because I was trying to stop them from bullying somebody I knew. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, I don't think there's many school children that we can speak to that would say, I've never seen bullying. I've never seen it. But yeah. it comes in different forms, doesn't it? And let's talk about that, Emma. What 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 kind and types of behaviour, apart from your traditional sort of pinning somebody up against the wall and saying, hey, you, you know, whatever the bullies say, uh, what kind of behaviour can be considered bullying in the eyes of the law? Okay, so I think the starting point here is that there is actually no definition in law of what bullying is. It's usually, though, um, repeated uh, behaviour or or words intended to cause some harm, whether that's physical or emotional to the person that's receiving it. And as you've highlighted, I think, um, really clearly in your introduction to this podcast, it is often aimed, but not always, at certain groups. So it might be because of somebody's sexuality or sexual orientation. It might be related to their gender. It might be related to a physical or mental disability that they're suffering with. There is no legal definition, but that's broadly what we're talking about when we're talking about bullying. Something repeated intended to cause physical harm or emotional harm often aimed at certain individual groups, but not always. It could be physical. It could be teasing. It could be name calling threats. It could be cyberbullying. It may or may not have a sexual element to it as well. Um, Those are the sorts of things, I think, when we're looking at bullying um, that we're talking about here. Yes, no, indeed. And and I further read, actually, in a statistic that the BBC had gathered, saying that 59% of children believe that attitudes towards their appearance was the likely cause. Uh, So how they looked, you know, it could be the way you dress, the way you carry your hair... Um, I remember actually very early on in my secondary school days I walked in with this bag and there was this sort of Barbie equivalent called Gem no one's heard of it I know I'm not even going to say do you know do you did you ever hear of Gem it was a Gem bag and I was carrying it around and now my friends and I wasn't being bullied about it but you know we all had they all had a big laugh about it it was a big hoo-ha and that was just the end of it but I could I could see how Um, you know unpleasant behavior can come from just something you're carrying around it could be you know your as simple as your school bag or your your trainers you know if you're not wearing the latest trainers and you've got something on that is so second grade that someone then starts to 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 pick on you but I mean it becomes it quickly becomes a, a big issue and I think I have certainly seen situations where a child doesn't even realize that the behavior that's going on is actually bullying um, mm. I mean, it's enormous. It affects confidence, self-esteem, mental health. It, it, it's enormous. So what advice could we give to parents who have children that are being bullied? What What can we say about that? I think first and foremost, just talk to your children about this issue. You don't have to even specify it as being something that you think they are experiencing but talk about it in general terms. Talk about what it is. Talk about what it can look like. Talk about how it can make people feel. If you're concerned that your particular child is um, being the victim of bullying, though, um, absolutely speak to them about it. But also consider whether or not you need to talk to the school. Do you need to get some involvement here from a tutor or a head teacher? Um, uh, any member of staff really that you feel that you can confide in or you feel that your child can confide in because it's really really important that people 
speak up about these issues and they don't just sit on it and let it fester and affect their mental health because it, it can do and it will do. Um, speak to people about it, whoever it is that you feel um, you, you can trust and you feel that your child can trust. Also bear in mind that every school um, should have um, and every state school must have a behaviour policy. And usually those are available on the school's website. If they're not, for whatever reason, available on the school's website, ask for a copy of it, because that should also set out um, what's expected of pupils in terms of their behaviour. And importantly, what sanctions could be imposed on pupils who don't abide by that behaviour policy. Um, So consider that. There are times, though, when bullying goes above and beyond the the, the name calling that you might see on the playground to something a lot, lot more serious. And if you're entering that that field where actually um, it's straying from being bullying to actually something which could be illegal, um, you might also want to contemplate calling the police. So that's things like violence or assault, uh, theft, repeated harassment or intimidation and again I say that that could uh, or could not be of a sexual nature Um, repeated threats uh, abusive phone calls and hate crimes if it's straying into that level of severity um, then at that point you may need to consider whether or not this is actually something that goes beyond um, the school's remit and actually into the arena of being something that you need to report to the police. No absolutely I mean the schools must follow um, anti-discrimination laws, and I think bullying comes under that umbrella to some to some degree, doesn't it? But Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I think anybody that's experiencing bullying, um, and it could actually, you know, I, I have seen a, an example in the past where a parent didn't want to go to the school and talk about it because they thought it would affect their child in a detrimental way they thought it would be detrimental to the situation they thought no because then you'd suffer more the school would look at you and think that you're you're just making you know um allegations and and it will cause more trouble but for god's sake i think that has to be the right advice you've got to speak to somebody particularly the child be it a parent a a parent of yours it could be a a teacher that doesn't teach you a subject but you've got a good relationship with um or an adult member of the family that's not a parent that's a family friend You've got to be speak up. You must not be afraid to ask for help. And it doesn't matter how strong and confident you come across as an individual. Um, you know, you've got to get help because these things, bullying has to stop. If, 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 if you get the right help, the school certainly has to take actions to help the child and the parents through this situation and at the end of this podcast I will mention a couple of support lines there are where there's free telephone numbers free websites for both children and parents but let's go to the other side here and talk about the child that's doing the bullying Um, because that's another big issue in its own you know and and I, I don't sit here and say oh you know a bully's a bully they shouldn't be offered any help they're the ones creating the problem. What advice can we give? In, can we give a parent that's dealing with their child, where their child's the bully? I'm really glad that you asked this question, Hattie, because I think it's something that so often is ignored. There's so much of a focus, and, and understandably so, um, on the victims of bullying, and comparatively little focus on the people who are actually the perpetrators, as it were. Um, I think, from my experience. 
people don't behave in a vacuum. People behave the way that they do, usually for a reason. So I think if you're a parent in that situation where you have a child who's been accused of being the bully, start to ask yourself the question of, well, why may that be? Is it because they have some issues with confidence or low self-esteem? Do they bully others to make themselves feel better about themselves? And you'd never think that, would you, Emma? You'd never naturally think that a bully actually has issues of confidence and self-esteem. Naturally, I think the natural thought process is, well, a bully's confident and they have all the self-esteem and they're, you know, they're front foot forward, bull in a china shop. But it's not always the case. No, not not always the case. And often it's used, isn't it, as as a, a bravado means of... Um, of, of appearing stronger than you actually are. Is there something going on under the surface that's causing them to behave in this way? Um, do they require some more support in school? And I know, again, it seems an unusual thing to say that you know, why why might they need additional support if this is the way that they're behaving? But all I can say again is that we don't behave in a vacuum. There's a reason why generally people behave in the way that they do. Is there for example, some sort of undiagnosed special educational need that that, that child may have. Um, are there things going on in the home that's making that particular aspect of their life stressful or difficult to manage that's causing them upset and hurt? And bullying is then means of, of really lashing out against the situation that they're in. It's a complicated picture. It's, it's not necessarily it just, just a situation... No, I have to agree with you. I don't think it's just as simple as saying, do you know what, that person's a bully and, you know, just disregard what's going on there and, you know, let's penalise them, let's punish them and, yes, by all means, what has to happen, you know, what it has to be stopped, but I think that there definitely needs to be a very closer look, close look at why the bully is a bully, why why are these actions actually taking place? Um, and, you know, I, I would hope that schools support both sides of the coin here to be able to resolve it does a bully ever stop being a bully i mean there are questions that goodness that's a million dollar question isn't it really Mm, but um absolutely no i completely agree so let's talk about the legal obligations of the school um what legal obligations and let's talk about the top tier of legal obligations emma because i'm quite aware that when we're talking about the law we can go out into off into the realms of the (laughs) the never-ending uh, what legal obligations are the schools under to protect a child from being bullied? Okay, so the first um, issue is something that I've touched on already, but there, there must be in all state schools a behaviour policy, um, something which clearly sets out to all students what is expected of them from a behaviour perspective. Um, independent schools don't have the same sort of obligation on them, but most do that. have. And I thought, yeah. really? Why doesn't a private school have a behaviour policy in place, have to have to have a behaviour policy in place? I found that quite odd, but yeah. It is odd. Good independent schools will have them. <laughs> I think this yeah. is, is the best answer that yeah. I can give there. Um, they have to be reviewed regularly, those behaviour policies. Um, a lot of schools, although they're not, um, strictly speaking, obliged to do this, will have not only a behaviour policy, but an anti-bullying policy as well. Um, so usually the behaviour policy is the catch-all, um, but many schools will have anti-bullying policies as well, which should set out the things like 
who to report incidents to, how you can report incidents, what happens when you do, um, those sorts of things. Um, in terms of the more general duty on all schools, they have a um, legal duty to ensure that um, children are kept reasonably safe mm. from harm. The operative word there being reasonably safe. No school can ever, um, I think, in my opinion, completely um, eliminate bullying, um, as, however hard they try. And no school can ever protect a child from all harm. Um, it, it, that's an impossibility. So what the law expects of a school is to adopt um, uh, a position where it is, it, it is taking reasonable steps to keep children safe and that's it isn't it i mean you know they've got to try and prevent discrimination and harassment and victimization and there's so much going on but as you say as we said earlier cyberbullying the fact that children most children have access to a online gadget be it their phone a tablet the computer the laptop or something or something at home and i mean one of the things that i have to say with the school that my children go to they have had regular um talks and um events for parents to educate themselves first to be able to then help their children but how do you ever eliminate bullying how do you ever say right there is absolutely none of it going on because i have witnessed and seen it happening emma on such a subtle level and on such a almost in the background but it still exists in that child's life you know it could be simple things like you know they don't talk to one group doesn't talk to a child they don't say anything to the child but they exclude that child on purpose from events from being with them from from playing from being part of that group and that's such a subtle way of actually mm-hmm. you know that's neglecting isn't it and i mean what can the what can the school do the court the school can't go to the group that's excluding a child and say you have to befriend that child yeah you have to hang around with that child you you know and but yet there's harm through those actions coming to that child yeah and as you 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 quite rightly identified the the issue of cyberbullying and uh, of a lot of this um of these incidents now taking place on that platform and you mentioned snapchat i mean snapchat is terrible in that um, as soon as the message is received, it can be deleted. That's the whole purpose, I think, of Snapchat, that, that you're sent an instant message which then effectively deletes itself. So you can see how that can be used um, as a platform um, for uh, children to bully other children. Because um, they can get access to that child beyond the school time, beyond during the day at school. You know, I'll say, I'll go back to when I was in school again, when I left school for the day I left school for the day there was the house telephone now I sound really old but it really isn't (laughs) too many decades ago there was the house telephone which your friends could call you on you know and my parents uh, I'm sure I heard more than once get off the phone you know come on that's enough you've been on the phone for so long but um, now a child leaves a school and they can actually everybody can still be in touch with them and you know, if it's negatively, it's it's ongoing. It, it's, you know, it, it's a huge thing. I really do. I, I'm still astounded, and, and I probably sound archaic for saying this, but I'm still astounded that children are allowed to use these online platforms, these online social media platforms. Um, I just find that astonishing because, as you say, you know, 
if bullying is going on, they have a means, they have a way to do it, you know, online, over the weekend, in the evenings, after school, during school holidays, and all sorts of things. Okay, let's... And a word of advice. Yes. I was just going to say a word of advice to your your listeners on that point. I I think that if if you are aware that your child might be being bullied through those platforms, um, or if they're telling you that they are, um, keep a log of it keep a record yep. of all of the incidents and actually not just for for cyber bullying um but for any type of bullying whether it's name calling in the playground physical um keep keep a record of it uh, keep a really detailed record of, of what took place when how who all of those things yeah. um because it's, it's it's really important if you do want to escalate this further at a later stage um either in in the school or whether it's getting police involvement um, or, or otherwise, it's really important to have that record. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because it's, I, I mean, it, it can be quite difficult, I can imagine, for some children to actually explain how is it happening? What's going on? What did they say? And then it's easy, isn't it, for an adult to say, oh, come on, you know, that was just a bit of testosterone flying around in the in the school playground rather than a real bullying event. Or don't hang around with her. You know, she if she has got something to say about your hair, you know, with girls bullying each other sometimes, just don't, just don't hang on, take no notice. But actually, if that's affecting the child, then that is a problem, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's, it's not what we as adults may perceive as, oh, that's bullying or not bullying. It's what is the effect it's having, the actions are having um, on the child. Emma, let's talk about um, parents who don't agree with the actions that the schools are taking towards trying to resolve bullying. And I'm sure that, you know, I, I have to say, you know, in the past, it may not have been about bullying, but it might have been another subject would have gone along to my child's school. And I said, look, there's a problem. They've dealt with it. And I thought, well, I'm not I'm not that, you know, maybe that's not great. But but in this case, if you're not happy with the, with the actions that the school's taking, what can you do as a parent? So the, the starting point, I think, is if you can deal with it in an informal basis, that's almost always the best way to, to be able to resolve these kinds of conflicts that do arise. Um, the school itself will have a complaints policy and you are entitled to a copy of that complaints policy. Um, and usually the starting point in any complaints policy is to try and resolve it on an informal basis. So that might be having a meeting with the head teacher where you can air some of your concerns. Um, and the head teacher usually then puts in writing um, a response to, to that complaint. If not, then or if, if that doesn't resolve the issue to your satisfaction, then there's normally at least one or two further stages in the complaints process where you can escalate it to um, a uh, governing body um, uh, or beyond that if if that's what is required and if you're still not satisfied. As an absolute last resort, and and I do say that as, as a lawyer, it should be an absolute last resort, um, there might be um, a means of legal redress. So in particular, it could be a personal injury claim um, for uh, either the physical or emotional harm that your child has suffered as a result of being bullied. But those claims are really, really complex and difficult to succeed in. And I don't think should immediately be a parent's first thought if they they are told by their child that they're being um, the subject of bullying. Yes. Try and resolve it on an informal basis first and foremost. Yes. So we're saying try to resolve it internally within the school. You know, go to, if, if you're not 
happy with the way they've dealt with the incident, then then raise that, you know, write a letter, make sure you've got your correspondence in writing, whether it's an email or, or a letter, and go higher and beyond um, perhaps the teacher that you're dealing with. It's probably likely that the head teacher would be involved if, if something has escalated. And, and try to put your grievances forward and outline them in detail. And be, I know it's difficult because I, I can imagine it's easier said than done to say, just try and stay calm and and, and reiterate why you're not happy and what you would see as a as, as a remedy a suggested remedy because obviously the school has to try and take an overall view of how they deal with things and it's, I, I think sometimes as parents and I only say this as being a parent myself you know you rush to kind of say but you should be doing this and you should expel that child or you should be doing that but you've got to think well hold on a moment because the school's got to try and help the the person being bullied absolutely and to stop the bullying but also to help the bully as well and their parents if their parents you know hopefully are taking an active interest into why is our child bullying this is incorrect you may get parents of the bully saying well actually um my child's not a bully which is we come back to what you said earlier emma on make a note of the incidences make a note what happened date time even if it's one sentence to outline what happened that you you know that that for you was hurtful and harmful as a, as a child or what you what your child told you as a parent these sorts of things will always come into play but i know that on the .gov.uk website there's um there's a tab there under the bullying uh, information that comes under bullying saying complain about a school now what the government will do with that information once you post it, I don't know. But there is a tab there that does say that. Um, yeah. And maybe some people may look into it or not. Emma, that's all we've got time for. <laughs> so there we are. <laughs> Goodness, it does fly, I have to say. Thank you ever so much for your time today on this subject, Emma. It's my pleasure. I think, Hattie, you were going to say that there were certain um, places for help and advice. Yes. Um, so just as a final, um, yes. those are the places that I think are particularly useful, Anti-Bullying Alliance, Bullying UK, Childline, the Diana Award, Internet Matters, Kidscape, the UK Safer Internet Centre, UK Council for Child Internet Safety and the National Bullying Helpline. All of those resources are available and um, as far as I'm aware, are also free of charge. So yes, no, indeed. Well, you just took the words out of my mouth, Emma, because I was going to mention <laughs> the National Bullying Helpline and it's a free confidential number 0300 323 There's Bullying Helpline for Families, so include you know child and parents another free confidential number 0808 800 2222 and then there was another website which was you know just looked lovely to me I thought wow they help they don't only help a child that's been bullied they help parents as well called the support line on 01708 765 200 I mean what we will do I think is put out a article on our news page just to outline these numbers in these these areas because I think that would probably really help people who think well actually I didn't quite catch that number and I didn't quite catch that email address um, in order to get access to help so there we are what we will say to our listeners is don't forget to click and subscribe to our podcast and you can find us on Instagram Twitter Facebook LinkedIn and YouTube by searching get legally speaking also visit our website at getlegallyspeaking.com thank you very much for listening